Hello there, Smash fans and fans of Super Casperlers. That's right, all three of you. It's time for another episode here of our show, Super Casperlers, the only Super Smash Brothers podcast that we exist on. Yay. I'm Zantuck, always known as Lister, and this starfish motherfucker over here is... Man, I really wish I didn't know. They once called me Patback, but it's actually Steven. Hello, one and all, and welcome to another installment of the Supercast Brothers podcast, available everywhere that podcasts can be heard, and also on YouTube, where you can watch our beautiful faces postulate upon the Smash Brothers universe. Nobody wants to see our faces. We are your hosts. We are your hosts, Jono and Zantok. Zantok and Jono. And this is the final Smashtopia episode ever of no. year two. That's right. It is. We are in the middle of our finale for year two. Uh, if you were, a, if you watched the last episode all the way through, congratulations. <laughs> you win our adoration. Arts and money. Because and holy yeah. shit. Um, it was long. And we did not plan you... that one out very well. We um, severely uh, underestimated the amount of talking we would have about each individual character. And it got bad. That was, what, a four-hour show or something? No, no, it was almost five. <laughs> I remember looking at the clock over recording, and it's like, well, the sun was out when we started, and now it's not. Yeah, yeah, um... Was we, it fun? Yes. Did, we, was it overshot? Yes. Honestly, the problem was we should have just kept it to being the top character in each category. We should not have done second and third place. Because that severely extended the amount of time that we had. Uh, we also didn't mm -hmm. even really get into it until like half an hour in. And then when we got to mm -hmm. uh, like an hour and a half later, I was realizing we've only gone through seven slots. Oh fuck! I knew it was going yeah, to get like, bad at this think point. You we're halfway I did... through. Yeah, yeah. You said to me. Uh huh. So I, I, I could tell it was going to be bad at that point, but I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I was like, okay, well, maybe if we speed things through, we can get to it in like you know, three and a half hours. Then the three and a half hour mark came up. It's like, oh god, what have we done? We were tired afterwards. It was tiresome, yeah. Tired. And I am at... Uh -huh. I'll, I'll, I'll also say, if anybody watched it in one go, dear God, what's wrong with you? Do something else in your life. At least, please, please tell me you're at least playing a game while you had us on as a background noise thing. Mm -hmm. At least tell me that. Because Let me tell you, whew. if you can prove that you listen to this episode without any breaks and without skipping... I will send you an expensive gift basket. Just give me your address. How and also they, the proof that you watched it. How would they even prove that? Take a five-hour video of recording themselves listening to it. Okay, well, they could just do that and then after the then fact. I'll listen, I'll listen back to the entire five hours along with them to make yeah, sure they did no, it. And you, then, uh, no, you won't. No, you need to write Marshall. Uh, then they'll get a wine country gift basket. Stop with that. it. Stop it. Anyways, Be today, we're not going that long. If we do, I quit. Okay? 
saying it that Maybe way. We should go if we do, <laughs> I quit. But we won't because this is Smashtopia episode time, and uh, we're generally pretty consistent on those. The only time that they, those really get long is if we have a third person in mind uh, who's coming on with their own thoughts. Then you know it gets a little bit longer. But it's never been that bad with the Smashtopia. To be fair, it has never been that bad ever. We did have a uh, an on-topic once that was uh, closer to three or four, three hours or so. I don't remember which one, but we had yeah. one. Uh, yeah, there, there were some things that we had to learn this season, like uh, the stage showcase, too. We only had time to showcase, like, ten per when we prepared 20-something. 20, 20 um, each. 20 each. Yeah, 20 each, and we showed 20 on the show. We had to kind of yeah. sidestep and crunch those last few I mean, in there, too. I mean, at least, yeah. at least we didn't underprepare. I agree. We could say the same thing about the company roster game. <laughs> True. True. Parts one through five. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, dear God. <sighs> but yeah, Smashtopia. This mm. is the final Smashtopia of the year. It is. And last year when we did this, uh, we decided to do something different. Instead of the two of us combining our thoughts together on one character, one Musa, and making a Frankenstein mishmash out of it, uh, we decided to each make our own two characters, and last year well, our theme with that was we both had to pick a character who was technically eligible to be in Smash, which basically means they were one, a video game character, or originated in a video game, and they're and really that's their IP or a video game. Because even if you take like, oh, here's a Dragon Ball character that only exists and they're farting it. No, it's still a, fuck you. Fuck you. Anyways, uh, they had to have originated in a video game, and also their game needed to be on a Nintendo system. Now... Smash has been playing loose with that fan rule for a while, and I wouldn't be surprised if it gets broken in the near future. Uh, mm -hmm. Master Chief, he could do it. Yeah, he could do it. We'll see. Um, it's gonna be Spike from Ape Escape, dude. Spike would be great though. I'd love Spike. <laughs> That's the problem. Is like, there's a lot of characters that I would love to have. Uh, it's some I don't ever think about, but then you say like Spike from Ape Escape, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he'd be cool. I'm down for it. Is there more? Some who I want more? Yeah. But Spike be cool. Fuck it. I ain't gonna get upset because yeah. my top pick favorite didn't get in. Agreed. Oh, it would be wait. completely baffling. But oh uh, yeah, also didn't happen. Uh, Gino yeah. Gibb. Oh, yeah. never mind. <laughs> and last year, uh, I went with the Trapper, uh, one of the three mm -hmm. default killers from Dead by Daylight, which purely because of its gruesome and murderous content, would never be in Smash. And then mm -hmm. you went with the polar bear enemy from Ice Climbers, which, yeah, you're right. Never going to be playable in Smash. That said, I, before Ultimate, I would have said the same thing if Pagata play it. So. Very true. Very true. Nobody and I would say it would be playable before Trapper at the very least. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I could have gone harder. I could have made it Bio Miracle Boca Teupa, but I decided to save us both the headache. Um, Let's be real. You were going to do it, but then you couldn't come up with the full moveset. Oh, I could. Could you? Oh, I could. I'm yes. surprised you didn't then. Would you like me to? Nope. Like, maybe that can, maybe that'll be a direct-to-DVD Smashtopia entry. One of these days. Yeah. One of these days. There's going to be a lot of direct-to-DVD Smashtopias coming up for me. Good. In the near future. I'm okay with that. Just as yeah. long as they get all set up properly. Some before, uh... I don't know what that means. You will. Was there, was there a recent one? Um, 
you forgot to put Jin Sakai on both the list of all submissions page and the list of all characters page. He was only on one of them. I put him on the character list. So I so I fixed it and I put him on both. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. You're all... welcome. We have a lot of different organized pages. Well, that's probably a good thing. And who's in charge of it all? Who is in they... charge of literally every piece of organization on this shit? <laughs> I run this ship, motherfucker. Your name may come first in the credits, but I run the game. Speaking of games. Okay. <laughs> you know it's fucking true, bitch. It's the same thing with Select Star Gaming. Mike founded it, but I run it. <laughs> because <laughs> nobody else wants to handle the organization. And I'm just like, hey guys, I'm bored, so I made a whole calendar of what videos will go up on what days. They're just like, oh, it's like, yeah. That's what I do. I get Mike, bored. Mike's lucky that was to have you be his assistant. He really fucking is. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, so that's what we did last year. And we decided, you know what? We want to make each finale more or less consistent. Uh, granted, true, our on-topic is of a different format than it was last year. But that's because we didn't know what we wanted to do with the on-topics last year, as we mentioned in the last episode. But just in case you didn't watch that one, and when you saw the time, and I don't blame you, uh, we decided that for each on-topic episode, for each uh, finale... It's going to be some kind of roster game. Uh, talking about like characters coming into Smash. Or it could be something like, oh, who do we want to see as the whole roster for Mario Kart 9 or whatever the hell. Yeah. So we could do PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale 2 or Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 or whatever the hell. We can do what we yep. want with that. But it's basically going to be, we come up with a roster of sorts for our game. And what we want to see, like who mm -hmm. we think we do it. Technically, the first one we did in the last episode wasn't really a true roster game. It was just just going, here's a bunch of companies. If we had to put one character from each company to Smash, who would it be? So it wasn't mm -hmm. really quite what a real roster game will look like. We'll see what a real one comes up as. Well, more or less a real one, I guess, with year three. We kind of already know what we want to do for it. Yeah, we think ahead. Oh, um, yeah. And it's going to be a thing. It won't, I don't think it'll be as long as the company roster game in times of length, thank God. But it could still be lengthy, I would guess. But anyways, um, that's basically what we're going to do for each on topic from here until ever. And for each Smashtopia, again, we're going to do our own character. We have a theme that we set up ahead of time. So our characters have to both follow this theme, whatever it is. And we want to do that every year. And again, with our uh, Smasher Dashes, it's going to be the Tournament of Champions every year. The winners of all the previous Smash Dashes from across that year or season will go up into a whole tournament bracket and we'll pick a winner. It will be more organized this time than last year's because last year was a mess. An utter... Yeah, and it really mess. destroyed my ego and spirit as well, that process. I think that was the only benefit of having to go through it. For you, anyway. We learn um, things when we do these shows. We're just like... That was a mistake. Let's either not or fix it. Yep. We're fixing it. Oh, we it. fixed it. In, You'll in see in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. well, who knows? We haven't recorded that one yet, obviously. <laughs> Could still be a chaotic mess. Who the fuck knows? But it won't be the same chaotic mess. I can tell you that much. No, it'll it'll have a pink aura about it. I don't know if that's the color I would use, but sure. Like Squirtle. Isn't pink. 
In Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, he has a pink aura. Does he? I think so. I've never played Mystery Dungeon, so I literally don't know. I watched a Let's person, Play of the yeah. of the remake recently, but that's my only Mystery Dungeon uh, knowledge, it. really. Except I know that Groval is a dick. I, I know the mm-hmm. first game and that, and I know that Groval is a dick in one of the other games. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. 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 And like the main character in the other, and it's it's kind of all over the place. And Celebi's there. And Jirachi is there. And Shaman is there. Yeah. And yeah. Evil Dialga. Also true. And Sableye. Sableye's there. He runs a store. Gengar is a dick. Gengar for Smash. Yes. Check out our Gengar Smashtopia episode while you're at it. Um, that being said, we, we have themes we this year. We do. Said. And we we have a lot of theme ideas. We're just like, man, okay, so this, so we want to do this, and or we'll be like, I want to do that. We've got like what ten different things already written down. Oh, now, for, yeah. Whether or not we last for another ten years, I don't fucking know. But we got a lot of ideas. Uh, and for this year, we decided to do something arguably stupid. Arguably, something um, that you fight so hard. Yes, so I hard. do. I do. I do fight against it so yeah. hard. But uh, last year we had a for, for our first, or well, not our first, mm-hmm. our pin ultimate Smash Bros. episode. We decided to throw two fourth party characters in there and just debate them because why the fuck not? We had Goku versus Spider Man, and in the discussion, we gave the nod to Spider Man because well, we just think he's more interesting than Goku. Mm-hmm. And we were just we were also kind of like trash talking fourth parts to both. We like ha ha. They won't get in Smash, we hope. But we decided, you know what, for this year's final Smashtopia episode, our finale Smashtopia, why don't we make them both be fourth-party <laughs> characters? And it could be anything. Any character that's not a, um, that didn't originate in a video game, and also not a real person. So we couldn't do, like, The Rock or whoever, I don't... Ralph Fiennes. We can't do Harrison Ford. No. But no. a character we could do, like, know we could have done Indiana Jones, or Darth yeah. Vader, or Spider-Man, or Goku. Yep. Could have done any of them. Good. But we, we did could. none of them. We did, no, we did two other characters, which in a way are a little bit more similar than I wish they were. I wish we could have uh, coordinated that better, but uh, you know, that's what happens sometimes when you when you don't know... What the other person wants to do at first. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just like, oh, wow, we almost, we went similar. Huh. It's funny, isn't it? Out of, out of all Love of it. the potential paths that could have been taken, it's not like we chose characters from the same exact background or network or what have you, but they are from the same format and they're from the same side of the world. The same media source. Yeah. Pretty much the uh, the the television sets. Yeah. So uh, now that we've done that. Tease, For most of us, just streaming <laughs> instead of yeah. cable. Now we've done that tease. Why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us who you chose, maybe why, and uh, what they're about? Well, you're looking at them. Uh, you chose yourself. You chose Patrick no. Star. <laughs> 
I chose Carl's Jr., bitch. <laughs> oh, I don't know no. how that works, but okay. Oh, the chicken star grenade. It's very similar to how we did Ronald and Burger King, but it's more more star or shaped oriented. So hard. Um, and it's also it's what yeah, we call that yeah, here yeah. in that side of the world. Is it? Yeah, it's called Hardee's, Hardee's in the Carl's side of the country. Do, do it's you the have same green thing. burrito? As well? I don't. I don't know what that is, but it does not sound oh, good. It reminds me how there's not. a taco place nearby called Fuzzy's Tacos. I was like, look, I don't want to eat a taco that's fuzzy. I don't know what the hell you're putting in your food. It was a terrible name for your restaurant. Okay, Jesus Christ. Probably the name of the owner. Which yeah. is, I mean, Why? that's what I was told. It's like it's probably like. Uh, the owner's nickname or something like, I don't yeah. give a fuck if it's the owner's wife. Mm -hmm. You don't call a food place Fuzzies. No. The only thing worse is what they had called it Fuzzy Tacos. God. No. Just toss the S out of the window. <laughs> That's Just say awesome. fucking tacos. It's the fucking taco mm -hmm. shack. There you go. There's a full name for you. You imagine how many people would go to the fucking Taco Shack too, dude. Yeah, that would be on the news for the name. You get a Open lot of marketing. It. There's your next test. Uh huh. Um, well, in, in the Steven Universe, um, universe, that's weird. Um, there is a fish stew pizza. Oh yeah, I chose Steven Universe. I was gonna say, you know, what's from, the Steven Universe universe? Yeah, from from the uh, from from the Stephen Universe universe, the Stephen Universe, who uh, is a character from a recent Cartoon Network show. I don't recall exactly when it started, like mid twenty tens. Um, is there a Stephen Multiverse? Yes, actually, um, not a character, but a thing. There, there is. So, I mean, how could you not? I mean, but, with a name like that, you really gotta. You really got it. And and this is a show that's extremely hyper aware of the audience. The audience will include a lot of kids, right, and family because it's a Cartoon Network show. But it seems like over the past so often, as, especially as television as a media form begins to degrade, you're looking at older teenagers and young adults who are watching these shows primarily. Yeah. Um, even, you know, whatever, your Adventure Times are turning to your avatars or what have you um so i got into steven universe over the last year over the course of the pandemic um it was a show that trevor who you know is a has been on this podcast a few times um highly recommended and said it was his favorite show he's ever seen i was like Ugh. trevor said it was his favorite show he's ever seen i think crap. i'm probably gonna put this off for a long time <laughs> yeah. i mean look at who he thinks is one of his best friends. I mean, come on. That's fair. That's fair. That's. And then, uh, then, it, and then I, was, I watched the first couple episodes. Like, this is a cute thing, I guess, you know. And then you get into it, go through the first season. Like, oh, that, that's the <laughs> thing with a like a lot on. of those shows. Yeah, like they'll they'll give you like a very soft opening. It's like, oh, hey, look at this. Everything's fun and happy. We're just having fun. And then you uh -huh. learn. And that's when their parents were killed. It's like, wait, what? Hold up. When did we suddenly go DC Universe? What happened? Uh -huh. Why are the lights uh -huh. all dark? Yep. All I can see is gray and brown. What the fuck's going on? 
Um, and that's and that's uh, so. So Stephen is a uh, young man. He's probably thirteen years old in, in the initial <laughs> young IP. man. Thirteen years old. Well, Wait, just like what? just like myself, just like myself. I um, think a young man is like early twenties. Yeah, fair enough. Like later, thirteen on, is but, a um, kid. You do get to see him age throughout the series, so I get kind of confused for a second. But uh, but he starts out the, his primary his primary form is thirteen or fourteen years old. Like that's what you see throughout the main series. There's movies and uh, and another ser- another season afterwards where he's older, like seventeen, but still. Um, and he is um, family with the crystal gems, who are gems sentient gemstones, like uh, projected from actual gemstones, aliens from another race from another planet. Who have come to Earth to uh, conquer it thousands of years ago, and now uh, they were they were stopped by the Crystal Gems, who were a uh, team of vigilantes who who worked against the imperialistic forces of the Diamonds, who were the controllers of the Gems, their dictators. Um, and Stephen fights alongside the Crystal Gems to keep the other evil gems off of earth or to more often than not because it's a rather wholesome so show turn their lives around and show them the good of humanity why does it sound um, like Mega Man star force there's the evil aliens from this mm-hmm. one planet called am and then there's the good aliens from this other planet called fm it's a whole weird radio thing you gotta fight <laughs> with the fmians to be the am or no was it the other way around I think it's the other way around but yeah, yeah, quite similar. And and the creator, um, Rebecca Sugar, is a total nerd. Um, there's a lot of crossover references um, to comic books, primarily to Nintendo games um, and Sega te- Sega games in Steven Universe, which we're going to get into a little bit of. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it was it was a fun it was a fun show. It it was meatier than it initially seemed. Um, it was a feel-good show, which I feel like, over the course of not knowing what the hell's going to happen the next day, um, I got really into, which is which is how I got into a lot of ho- more wholesome media over the course of 2020, Steven Universe, Wander Song, what have you. Um, a lot of bright, colorful games and shows. Um, so I, I, I don't know, I became, uh, became attached to the character. He has a lot of different av- abilities available to him because of his lineage as a half human half gem and uh there's there's <laughs> there's a way that that happened yes <laughs> yeah i i there's definitely a way that that happened it's the way that it happens for anyone yeah he he called it um the ballad of greg and rose that was what he called his uh parents dance in the show is, yeah. is that what we're calling it these days yep okay yep yep and, okay. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a good show, and, and it's extremely in- inclusive. Um, so I liked it, and that's why I chose it. And there you go. All right. Well, oh, who did you choose, Bucko? So for my character, um, I was debating between a lot of different options. I was considering uh, Darth Vader from Star Wars, Harry Potter from obviously Harry Potter. Uh, I was thinking of Spider Man and Batman. Uh, Wolverine, uh, Natsu Dragneel from Fairy Tale, 
Uh, I had a mm -hmm. lot of different characters that I was debating between. Because, like, I could make a moveset out of any of these. I was like, but which one do I want to do? And I was like, you know mm -hmm. what? You know what? There is a show. It's considered one of the best animated shows of all time. And I I recently rewatched it, I think, just last year. or It might have been the year before that. Uh, I know you recently rewatched the show, actually. So there you go. Really? You, you definitely did. And I was like, yeah, this character... <laughs> I know. It's, it's... They're a good character. Their show is great. Mm -hmm. And what they do in their show leads to easy, super fucking easy moveset potential and moveset construction. So I decided, you know what? If I gotta put a fourth party character in the Smash, I'm going to do Aang from Avatar, The Last Airbender. Uh, the superior Avatar, and I don't mean superior to Korra, although it is. I mean superior to James Cameron's bullshit. The only reason anybody liked those movies is because they were drawn in by the 3D. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to do one of the Navi today, huh? God, no. That's, that Ubisoft story is not good. Sure is. <laughs> it, it, it was, it was Pocahontas that. in space with tail fucking... No thanks. <laughs> no yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I don't know how they how they plan to do like five or six other movies after all that mess, and oh, why wow. it's taken so long if they planned on it. Because um, he's waiting for three D technology to get even better. Oh, good Dude, luck with nobody that. Nobody fucking cares anymore. No, but whatever. No. Uh, but yeah, I just like to go with Aang. You know, he's he is the leading protagonist in the show. Obviously, he is the Avatar. The it's kind of misleading because they say the last avatar, but there's really only ever one avatar at a time. So can you really say mm -hmm. that they're the last avatar? Because when the avatar dies, mm -hmm. a new avatar is reincarnated to whatever baby is being born at that time. So it's like, mm -hmm. the title? Oh, wait, no, it wasn't called the last avatar. I'm dumb. It was last airbender. The last I'm airbender. An I'm an idiot there. Because <laughs> uh, he is effectively the last airbender at that point. Because uh, mm -hmm. everybody else is dead. They, you know, everything been, was fine until the Fire Nation attacked. Behind the meme, there is a story, and it is true. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the whole thing with this show and with the Avatar themselves is that to every every generation, there is one Avatar. Is Because uh, in the show, like, actually, I guess we need to talk about the premise of the show, really. Uh, you have four nations of the world, each based off of one of the different elements. There's Earth, Fire, Water, and Air. And some people, you know, they're just regular people. They, they don't have any special powers to them. But other people are called benders, and they can bend whatever their element is. So people born in the Water Nation can bend water. Fire Nation, fire. Uh, Earth Kingdom, earth. The Air Nomads. Take a fucking guess. They built, they bend air. Uh, there's other things you can do with bending, but that's, oh. that's the main gist of it. And for the most part, everybody, well, those as for those people that can bend, can only bend their one element. You're not mm -hmm. going to find a waterbender that can also bend fire. That just doesn't mm -hmm. happen. Except for the Avatar, who is capable of learning how to bend all four elements. And they're kind of supposed to be like the, uh, not only the balance between the human world and the spiritual, but also be like, hey, can you guys stop fighting? They're kind of like the peace squad of the world. Which is a lot for one person to fucking deal with, and that's incredibly stressful. So stressful, in fact, that one avatar decided, you know what? Fuck all y'all. I'm just gonna go fucking surfboard all the time. I don't want to deal with that fucking stress. Uh, it did not go well for him. Just 
putting that out there. But uh, here we have Aang. And Aang... Avatars generally learn about their state when they're, I think it's like 14 or 15 years old. It's usually when they learn that they're the Avatar and they get their training in the Yellow Elements beginning. But uh, what was happening when Aang was a kid, I think he was 12, 13 at the time, uh, the Fire Nation has started a war against all other nations because they want to conquer everything. Isn't that just swell? And the other Air Nation monks are just like, well, shit, that's bad. Uh, we don't have a fully active avatar to deal with this. So guess what, buddy? We got some news for you. Uh, you're about to go into hyper-focused training. And Aang's like, uh, no. You are putting all this pressure on a kid. I don't wanna. I'm gonna run away. Bye. And he does. And then he gets caught in a really bad storm while he's over the ocean and gets trapped in an iceberg for a hundred years. The world went to shit in those hundred years. All his friends are dead. And uh, he gets found by two other kids. And then he's like, well, guess I gotta travel the world and learn my shit to stop this from happening again. That's pretty much Yang's story. Uh, they have three whole seasons of it on Nickelodeon. Uh, it was a fucking amazing show. People loved it. It has a spinoff, The Legend of Korra, which is four seasons. Although the fourth one uh, is online only. It never aired on Nickelodeon proper. Uh, and it focuses on the next Avatar, uh, after Aang dies. Because uh, he's heir, so the next one in line would be water, and then it goes fire, and then it goes... No, no then it's earth, and it's fire. Got that mixed up there. Uh, it's always in that same cycle. But Aang... Aang's the popular one. People love Aang. People love The Last Airbender. And I figured, you know what? The whole thing of bending four different elements, there's four special moves. It fits too perfect. I gotta go with Aang. But if you make him a sand change character, you can have one. You can have four elements per each special move. Now listen. Now listen. Well, yes, the different elements do also have some sub areas of bending, like with uh, magma bending and sand bending and metal bending and yeah. blood bending. Uh, I didn't want to do that, so no. Fuck sand changes. <laughs> Man, I'm already giving myself too much work for some other ideas I'm working on. I didn't want to turn Aid into an eight-move character. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl Just kidding. <laughs> don't think that's how that's going to happen. But all right. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Uh, yeah. Um, Avatar is a show that I was into as well. Um, when it first came out, I was probably in, what, fifth grade? I uh, didn't totally know what was going on because I was a doe-eyed boy, and now I'm a doe-eyed boy. You know, doe spots a different man. So, um... Yeah, I, I, I caught it casually when it was airing and... for the first time, but I, mm -hmm. like, I wasn't, like, watching each episode. But several mm -hmm. years later, I went and I looked up the whole thing. I just watched it all the way through. It was like, wow. Holy shit, that's good. Really great and show. A year really or two ago... Show. Again, I went back through it because, mm -hmm. like, man, I want to rewatch that show because there's things I don't remember. Yeah, just just the way the writing was done, where you have these uh, basically two 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 guys. almost two lead characters, and you're uh, going back and forth between Aang and Zuko's story almost constantly between the two episodes, masterfully executed. Very very good show. There's a couple of bum He's... episodes, but when you yeah, it's literally a couple. Uh, and he's, well, I wouldn't say it's a couple. Um, but Inzuku <laughs> also is considered to have, like, the best redemption story 
uh, up there. Like Fantastic. I don't know, like I don't know best in like all media, but it's definitely one of the best redemption stories. Period. Like goddamn, yeah. they do such a good job with him. And in the beginning, the he's just this terrible is, asshole. Yeah. But season two, they mm-hmm. start in with him changing until season three, which is like, all right, I was dumb. Wow. Mm-hmm. Holy, it's it's like when you look, it's like when you're in your late 20s, your early 30s, and you think about high school, and it's like, oh, God, Jesus, <laughs> why? Even better now that we have Facebook <sighs> memories to look on oh, every day. I hid those notifications. I don't want to see that shit. Like, <laughs> fuck you, Facebook. I don't want to see those memories. First of all, it just reminds oh. me of how back in the day when Facebook started, they had it set so that um, all your updates started with the word is. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. now it looks weird when you see some of those older mm-hmm. status up there. Like God, yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah. Or when you have um, a, when you have one that pops up, it's like name is eating potato chips. Like why did you post that? <laughs> why <laughs> all the time? Right. All the time with me. That it's it's cringe fest USA. Um, even as early ago as like 2012, 2013, it's like I don't want to see. You say um, early. That's eight or nine years ago. Seriously. God. Why? Why? <laughs> Guess what, um, motherfucker? You're old. The only solace I have is that you're older. I know. I know. But that means I'll die first, so I win. <laughs> True enough. Maybe a new um, me will reincarnate somewhere around the world, and somebody will have to be like, "All right, we're gonna throw some bones and find out where the next one of him is." Okay, is he in this sort of section of the city? Nope. All right, so he's somewhere over here. Good old Earth Kingdom. Good old Earth Kingdom. Um, they they will find me, and I will be even worse than the one before. And Lord help us all. Or someone like we'll that. We'll need it. We will need the fuck out of it. But uh, that is who our two characters are going to be about today. We've got Steven Universe. We've got Aang. Two four-party picks. Two cartoon shows. God damn it. Really two wish we had, uh, we yeah. had done that a little bit different. Like have, oh, one from comics or, or manga or a movie character or a book. Nope, it's two cartoons. Like, god damn it. Okay, well, at least they're not that both Nickelodeon cartoons. Yeah, yeah, it's Nickelodeon versus Cartoon Network, just like yeah. Which I mean, that's time. not bad. That's not that's okay. No, it's not. It's not. Um, it kind Along of opens with... the door for future Smash Shelby's too, if you really wanted to. Now we can do. Now we can just have a comic episode or a manga episode, ten years down the line. Okay, maybe in ten years. Maybe mm-hmm. in ten years. Mm-hmm. But not sooner than that. In the meantime, Doctor Goomba's deck will become a reality. Well, unfortunately, Doctor Mario World is dead. So, nope. Well, dying. It's dying. I think it's actually being turned off November 1st. So, mm-hmm. happy birthday to me. Get Dr. Mario is dead. It's like, first they <laughs> killed Mario, and now they're killing Dr. Mario. He's like, what the fuck, Nintendo? Jesus. The fun irony of having done Dr. Mario so soon to that announcement, too, like, on the show. It, it's not even that they're yeah. stopping updates. It's that they're terminating the whole game. So you won't even be able to play yeah. it anymore. It's like, yeah. what? No, it's not a good game, but you should still be able to play it. Yeah. I mean, come on. 
This is weird. Yeah, Nintendo Nintendo is going to Nintendo. They do online infrastructure just because they're better than they were 10 years ago doesn't mean they're good. Yeah. Because they're far from good. Nintendo Switch Online. NES and SNES apps. In a, in some respects, they went backwards. With Virtual the, console? Uh, yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that they don't want to do things the same way or whatever, but they should have at least put up an N64 and GameCube uh, Nintendo Switch Online by this point. Like, come on. There's no I think excuse. we're probably just going to fold with, like, a Game Boy one at some point, and then we'll be done. If, if it's even. Game Boy, it needs to be Game Boy Advance. Like, at least get Agreed. all the Game Boy stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they'll just we'll put up... They'll, they'll do things like Donkey Kong Land. Like, yay. Super Mario Land, even better. <laughs> I mean, at least that's a different game. Donkey Kong Land is just Donkey Kong Country, but on oh, Game true Boy. enough. True enough. Yeah. yeah. Um... Pinball on NES, hockey on it on on Tetris. I mean pinball on Game Boy, yeah, Tetris on Game Boy, hockey on Game Boy, baseball on Game Boy. <laughs> would not I would not put it past them. I would not either. But uh, now that we've got our two characters, I think it's time for us to go ahead and uh, begin sharing what we have for each of them. I figure since we had you start introducing Stephen, we'll just have you take the lead for each category we go on because why not i guess keep things consistent so what do you have what what do you have for steven universe's entrance animation um it's it's fairly fairly simple um i was doing this arms outstretched because that's something steven does in his uh opening credits Mm -hmm. when he's warping in from a warp pad so he warps in from a warp pad kind of tilted tilting around in it in a, in a pink beam of light he gracefully lands on his feet gets into his regular pose and it's ready to rumble ready to go okay that's all how about how about how about uh um all right so for ang uh you see the sphere of swirling winds just like kind of already in there on the stage and then it'll start, you know, dissipate. The ones will stop being so strong. They'll fade away. And then just reveal that Aang is right there. He's got his staff in hand. He's ready to go. Excellent. Excellent. Again, Steven will gear up with his shield. All right. Captain America style. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, what's, it, what's his uh, Kirby hat thing? What's Steven got for that? I'm assuming it's just his big old hair. Yeah, my understanding is that you can see that on the, on the screen if you're watching on YouTube right now. A little bit anyway, with the black background, but uh, right down there, you can see his beautiful locks of of black silken hair just waiting to be felt and, and observed. Um, and that's Kirby's Kirby. Kirby basically gets a small afro. So, <laughs> I mean, with some characters, it's like, what can you do? Like, honestly, it, it, at a certain point, yeah. it gets really hard for me to make a new Kirby hat, especially with all the different links. Mm-hmm. It's it's just Link's regular cap, but it looks a little different. But it's just Link's cap each time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what bathtub Mario's would be. Anyway, well, probably it's gonna be Kirby in a bathtub, kind of like Sheba in Xenoblade Chronicles Two. 
Oh, I would love that. Can we make that happen? If you want to make a moveset <laughs> for Shiba, go for it. Alright. <laughs> okay, well, over oh. on the Aang side of things, uh, his Kirby hat, also very simple. Kirby hats usually are. Uh, you just got mm -hmm. that blue arrow tattoo that Aang has on his head, but now it's on Kirby's head. Mm -hmm. Just the blue arrow tattoo. Oh, Kirby deserves his tattoos, huh? He, he's earned them. Uh, additionally, though, just as a little added thing, because uh, Aang also has the tattoos on his hands as well, so Kirby will have them on his arms, too. Most Kirby hats <laughs> don't have anything on the arms, but there is that rarity. And by that Excellent. rarity, I mean Kazuya. Mm -hmm. oh, what I figure a, what it's a small enough detail, so fuck it, why not? And uh, I had to add it on there as well. If you're playing as the blue Kirby... Uh, there is a little outline on the arrow just to make it a little bit more obvious because otherwise mm -hmm. you can't see it. <laughs> oh, so it goes. And, and instead of saying hi when Kirby uses one of his toss, he says yip yip. Yip yip. <laughs> see, it was worth it all along. All along, it's totally worth it. All um, right. You know what I like about, about these episodes no. um, where we're divvying it up between two separate movesets, two separate people. What? We're not going to spend 50 minutes on taunts and victory poses. Yeah, because we don't have to debate anything. It's just us saying what we got. Yeah, so if I want to bring back Orbulon's toilet paper shooter right now, or the courtesans for Aang, then you can do it. He's not wrong. I hate it, but he's not wrong. But it's time to be alive. Um, that being said, it's, yeah. What taunts does Steven Universe have for us? Okay, you want to just... Okay, yeah, it's a dumb question. We will go back and forth. Um, for his up special, I need to up taunt. get a quick... Yeah, yeah. For, for, his up, for his up taunt, I need to get a quick visual reference. Unfortunately, we don't have time for the song today, or else I'd break into it right now. Oh! They made some in real life. How pleasant. He he gets a... He, like, reaches into his pocket and gets a cookie cat and munches on it. Happily. I'm gonna hope that... that okay. Right okay. It's yeah. it's an ice yep. cream sandwich in the shape of a cat head. Alright. Yep. That's... that's. Yep. See, yep. when you yep. say cookie cat, two things went through my mind. It's a cat made out of cookies that lives... Or it's a cookie in the shape of a cat. And I was like, please let it be the cookie in the shape of a cat. I don't know this show. It could be either or. So he eats a cookie. Okay, he eats an ice cream sandwich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the right. theme of the very first and the very last episode of Steven Universe was involving cookie cat. Oh, the show's so, over? The show ended um, in 2020, like in March 2020. Ah, then, uh, but they might bring so it back the show ending back. caused the world to blow up, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, fuck, pretty much, pretty much. They're they're orbiting with our own future by canceling Steven Universe, just like Nickelodeon canceled uh, Avatar at a time because they're stupid. They didn't cancel Avatar and, or, or put, moved it online. Move it, move yeah, the fourth because it wasn't doing as well in the fourth season. Nickelodeon didn't like with some things they were doing with it. I guess I don't know. 
The only thing I really didn't like about the fourth season is that it was clearly rushed, and it's probably because Nickelodeon did that. <laughs> I don't like the villain. Yeah, yeah. All right, Interesting well, what idea, not, not well, yeah. Anyway, yeah. what? What do you got for your Lutons? Okay, we're just going to do it that way. Okay, yeah, that's, that's it's easier that way. Okay. Um, his side taunt is uh, Stephen... Oh, God, I need to... One other quick oh visual reference for the people watching. I know, there's there's a lot. Um, luckily, the next visual reference I need, most people listen to. Use your that. words. Words are important. Oh, my gosh. Well, he, he has a cheeseburger-shaped backpack, and it looks like a cheeseburger. And here's it in real life for everyone. There you go. Okay. It's a cheeseburger backpack. He takes out the cheeseburger backpack, and uh, one of multiple items he, he grabs from out of it. He sets it on the ground and grabs multiple items out of it. Similar to Pac-Man Summoning Taunt, where you can see, like, the uh, Exevious or Mappy or whatever. Hey, um, So, yeah. So, uh, this is going to be gibberish to you, having not seen the show, but potential objects to show off include his ukulele. Don't have time. Dog copter. A light prism. Sad apple. The eternity chalice. Fish pizza. A bag of fragments and a no homeboys novel. Okay. <laughs> or his down. Um, Stephen plops on his butt on the pillow and plays his GameCube on a retro television set. And by retro, I mean the television set we would have playing our GameCubes on when we were kids because sadly we're now almost 30 and uh, that's reality. Um, then multiple title screens might display, and that includes um, various Nintendo games. Um, Melee, Mario Sunshine, Wind Waker, Metroid Prime are listed. It could be more. And uh, bada bing, bada boom. So uh, I'm going to get into victory poses. You want to save that for uh oh, We'll later. do that after my taunts. Okay. Okay, let's do it. But just, just to make it clear, that last taunt of yours, he brings out a pillow, a TV, and a GameCube. All... Pretty much immediately. Okay. Yes. All it just right. happens. It just happens. Well, for mine, uh, for Aang's first taunt, his up taunt, really, uh, Momo, his, you know, his pet winged lemur, will just kind of like crawl out from underneath his clothes and kind of climb around on top of him, get up on top of Aang's head, and then Aang will just be like, you know, hey, scratch behind the ear, you're my good pal, and Momo's going to like crawl back down, get in his clothes. Yeah. Nice. Had to have a Momo appearance. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, I'm just going to let you know, there is no Appa appearance. Appa is too big. Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe he's on a stage. You know what? Yes. He will be involved in Aang's stage. I'll just say that right now. Okay. There you go. Uh, for Aang's... Appa versus Azurda. Nope. For Aang's side taunt, uh, he's kind of going to just like lean over the side a little bit and create this like small ball of small ball of swirling winds kind of like that episode with the merchant and he's mm-hmm. just gonna have this big old groupy group, goofy grin on his face as he's showing off that he can uh, uh oh, yeah. crit, have this ball be here and that he's just like playing around with it there's like a little set of magnets or some shit that he has around not magnets but like little metal balls that are, are like being swirled around mm-hmm. I, I like that they made a callback to that in Korra because they, they had too. the guy the same guy, but it's like, hey, here's a picture of old Aang doing the same thing. It's great. Oh, it's nice to see that he didn't lose his spirit as an older man. Nah. 
Oh, he did get no. a little bit more serious, though. A little bit. A little bit. He's not a great father, though. Not a great father. <laughs> uh, for his final taunt, though, his down taunt, Aang's going to enter into a meditative state. So he's going to be sitting down. He's going to have his fists together like this. As he does, his legs are crossed. His arrow tattoos on both his forehead and his arms are all glowing. And Ooh. he's just kind of like, he's just sitting there while this is happening. And he stays there as long as you hold down the taunt button. This has no meter or anything to it. Originally, I was considering having a meditation-type meter involved in his moveset. But since I scratched it out, I said, you know what? Meditation is a pretty big thing. We'll go ahead and make that be one of his taunts. So it's uh, essentially like a, uh, a limit break for the Avatar state. That's, that's pretty much what I was thinking of doing. Um, I opted against just because there, there's not only been several characters recently smashed that have been getting... A, either some kind of comeback mechanic or especially some kind of meter thing such as, you know, Cloud has it um I know I'm pausing, I was like, there's more characters and I just, there's more Joker, uh, you know, Cloud and Joker are really the big two that have had it but then we've, we've also been discussing meters for several other characters just between us recently oh, so I wanted to do something different That's right. That's right. and if I did that, I would have had to come up with a whole other moveset or if really a whole other moveset for uh, Aang, I really did not want to, it's kind of a pain in the ass sometimes because i could just make it be a stronger version but i wanted to be like because it would have been him in the avatar state so i would have wanted to do like a uh, something actually impressive for Aang. but i scrapped that i came up with something that i thought you know could be a little bit cool a little bit better and i just said you know what we'll just throw the meditation on the top there's the reference for it fuck it we'll go with that okay cool cool and I do like that uh, that Momo has been given a given a proper spotlight. Oh yeah, he's got it. He's got it. Unlike Appa. <laughs> I mean, Appa, like Appa if, if Appa was going to be anywhere, <laughs> it would be victory pose only. But I already like what I have for my three victory poses, so I didn't really there wasn't really a place for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Fair enough. And like, I, you, know, like maybe you, if... you kind of seen with a lot of other things. Like, I'm not a big fan of bringing in other elements to mm -hmm. taunts and victory poses a whole lot. Something small and quick like uh, Momo is fine. But having a huge creature come flying in and the other character interacting with them for a victory pose, that's not something I have liked to do a whole lot. Right. Like, right. I would never have had a character bring out a pillow TV in a GameCube. It's kind of like a... Oh, only when it makes sense. Like, like Marshall, we had some cameos up, but... People wouldn't remember that unless they went on the wiki in another year when he's posted. Um, um, anyway, um, speaking of which, now let's uh, get into Steven's victory poses where uh, where he brings in various elements from his franchise in every pose. Oh dear. Um, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of very prominent characters in Steven Universe that are his friends or his relatives or whatever um, that stand on just below him on, on, on a pedestal of like screen time. So I wanted them to have a, have a show of uh, as we, as we have with other characters, but I, now that you mentioned that I did, I do notice that I'm used to the one to bring that in. So it's funny how there's different styles yeah. to, to be sad, uh, both of which have been prevalent and shown and smashed itself. So whatever. Yeah. Um, in this case, it makes sense for the character because you have several um, main characters in Steven Universe, several, the Crystal Gems, his, his dad, his girlfriend, and uh, there's not many other chances to show them off. Um, 
may as well um, because it makes sense with the animation happening here. So this is similar, speaking of Joker, to Joker's victory poses at first glance. Okay. Um, but inspired by the original Steven Universe opening where uh, he and then uh, Garnet, Pearl, and Amethyst, who are the crystal gems that are like his family, are running across um, in front of the beach, which they live in Beach City, so there's a lot of beach to be had. <laughs> At the beach house. <laughs> Is it also in Beach Country? No. <laughs> beach Planet? It's, it's kind of just in the United States. Okay. okay. So, Florida. Um, I'm sorry to Steven if that's the case. Maybe he... Maybe there's an alligator, Steven, that we don't know about. Multiverse. All the same. Um, <laughs> there is the, the Steven multiverse. Um, number one. So Steven is joined by the Crystal Gems, Garnet, Pearl, and Amethyst, in that order. And uh, leading the charge as they run across the beach back backdrop. And, uh, you know, they're, they're running like a video like a platformer from left to right with a beach backdrop there you go okay um number two oh yeah he has a lion that is a sprint and the lion's name is lion and it's a pink lion like he has a rose quartz in his belly button so there's a relation there um so he's joined by lion in the second taunt he he's on lion and uh has his girlfriend connie holding on to him uh with her giant sword over one shoulder and running forward on the same backdrop then uh then the third has him leaping shotgun into greg's van who is his father who is greg universe who owns a car wash <laughs> i see what you have to show and he lives in his van. Oh. It's like, wait, it's like my dad. And wait, the... hold up. Hold up. So his dad lives yeah. in his van, but he mm -hmm. lives in a house with rocks that can talk. Yeah. 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 Why does his dad not get to live in the house? Uh, light spoilers. He is semi estranged from the gems. But not really but kind of how do you get estranged from your own pet rock family um well this this gets into the lore of of the uh universe if you will and uh that that being that um let's see how do we explain this i don't know they're one one of one of the one of the crystal gems was in love with Stephen's mother, who was a crystal gem named Rose Quartz, who Greg, who was a human, eventually got with. Mm-hmm. And this other yeah. gem was not happy. No, although Stephen's mother also is Stephen, um, and he, like has the Rose Quartz because she was Rose Quartz and. When she gave birth to him, she permutated into his stomach. And he just has her gem. And people just think, like other gems throughout the series, think that he is Rose Quartz because he has Rose Quartz gem. 
and get him confused for his mom all the time, which uh, leads to various conflicts. What? Yep. What the fuck is this show? And there's a whole subreddit as well. Uh, there's called... one for everything, so you can't even say that. Yep. R slash Greg fucked a rock. I mean, it's accurate. Yeah, very accurate. And then the rock said, get out of my house. And it's just a sad, sad story. No, he, he dropped Steven off with them kind of willingly because it's he like needed when, train. When you buy, it's like when you get a pet rock and the rock kicks you out of your own house. Like, but you're a mm -hmm. rock. But it's my house. Like, but, but rock, literally non-living thing. Too bad, get out of my yep. house. Oh, don't worry. They're they're alive in this show, and they uh they they due to the refraction of light, they have uh, physical forms, as you've probably seen through some of the artwork. Um, and they have weapons and everything. Kingdom Hearts makes more sense than this shit. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> well, the first game does. <laughs> Up until they introduced fucking time travel. There you go. That's when Keenan Mark started going a little bit much for me was the time travel. It's like, all right, I was with you for a while. Things made mm -hmm. sense until that. It's like, Jesus. You know, I don't think Steven Universe has ever done time travel, shockingly. Well, you know who they, else hasn't done do... time travel? Avatar. Avatar. Even though we could get a good Warriors game out of it. Let's go for it. Let's yeah. go for it. Let's go Juan and that. his um, bush creature friend. The, the little um, ice I, I, spirit. I, yeah, Dude, yeah, he's, yeah, that's a good yeah. character. It's a it's shame like he's only in two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> that's um, but yeah, that's for, the third, for the third time, Steve jumps into shotgun into Greg's man, which says a like, mystery universe on the side of it, because he used to be a rocker, also a rock, like a local did. rock star. Yeah. And oh, you should see this guy. He has uh, he has hair down to his knees and a bald head. He looks like a a rocker monk, homeless man. Thinking about how he would look in real life is terrifying. It's great. Jack Black. Um, again, same beach backdrop, um, but the victory jingle, um, which is just a little like Steven Universe opening, pluck pluck on the guitar or whatever, um, is replaced by Greg's song. Let me drive my van into your heart. <laughs> Okay. I could sing it to you. No, you no. But uh no copyright claims. That's one of the reasons why I say no. Anywho, uh Victory poses for Aang. Uh so my first one here, you remember the air scooter. You know, he creates that little ball of wind that he kinda like sits on and rides. Actually, oh, yeah. It's actually his invention. He came up with that. Uh, he, he completely invented that whole little bending technique. But, you know, he'll he's going to come in from off screen. He's just going to be riding on his air scooter, speeding by, got this big old grin on his face. He's laughing, and the camera just kind of, like, stops on him as he's, like, going, like, just past the midway point. And he's just got this hell of a time look on his face. Like, man, I'm just here <laughs> to have fun. I beat some people up, and now I'm riding around on a scooter. They have a whole wacky set of courses for me to run on. It's great. He would love Temple as a stage. Oh, I can, 
I can hear him now. <laughs> Got to do the reverse high roll jump. Uh, for my second victory pose, again, Aang got to have a huge grin on his face. It's kind of a thing with him. Uh, he's going to spin about, jump in the air as though he's gathering winds all up around himself, and just go in a flying leap up in the sky as winds propel him up forwards as he yells out a big old Yahoo. And he's pretty much gone from the screen at that point. Nice. If Oppo was going to be anywhere, he'd be there, but I think it's fine with him just essentially Superman jumping up into the air. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that sounds fine. Yeah. For my third victory pose. Oh boy, here we go. So, you know the intro to the show. It's yes. the intro to the show. <laughs> uh, so, he's going to be... The, you know the beginning of the show where they do the earth, fire, water, air? They have, like, the different master bender oh, yeah, doing yeah, all yeah. the different poses? Yeah. So, Aang's going to be going through each of those poses, uh, going in the same order as that, what the show has. So, he's first going to take on the water tribe stance, creating a large globule of water, and sending it flying off screen. Then he's going to get into an earth kingdom stance, stomping to the ground, causing a large boulder to fly up out of the ground and be kicked off screen. Uh, he's transitioned to a fire nation stance, leaping into the air as a lash of flame comes down onto the ground with a kick and then finally finishes off with an air nomad stance what he's most familiar with as a whirling of arms creates a tornado of wind being sent flying straight towards the camera it's just that whole sequence from the end of or from the beginning of the show but ain't doing it this time around had Sweet. to be in there had to be there that's awesome that's awesome is, is the, does it look aesthetically similar to the opening or is it just or is he fully visible no, he's, um, I think he should be fully visible, but there is an argument for mm -hmm. him to have the same silhouette thing, but I, I think I prefer being him fully visible. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. I mean, it shows that he has mastered the bending, so why wouldn't he show it off? Yeah. So, and that's, uh, that's cool. Um, if you're going to give him a little bit more of a serious time, it may as well be that. That's a, that's a neat callback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, at this point, we can go ahead and go into our special moves now. I figure um, at this point, you know, we'll trade off. You'll do your standard, then I'll do my standard, then your side, my side. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that way we're not just spending 20 minutes or 30 minutes on Steven at all at once or the other way around. And it gives each of us a chance to uh, breathe and take a drink. Yeah, breathe, take a drink, comment, whatever, talk more about how um, the, the the morality of, of rocks and humans... Uh, you know, we so, um, don't have to. Yeah. That being said, um, Steven standard special is, uh, speaking of comic book characters, um, one that I mentioned already a little earlier, it's shield toss. Okay. Fair enough. So, so, um, Steven is able to, from his crystal gem, which is on his, where's belly button is. Sure. As you know, he's, he's able to, summon a multitude of weapons from from uh from it throughout the show a couple of which we'll, we'll see here are, are three or four but um he has he has a swap of them like he has he can get a whip he can get a sword he can get a shield but the shield is he, he's kind of a because he's such a peaceful character and that's kind of the whole thing it's for his defense yeah the defensive weapons are are his primary bag so um shield toss um, and, and yeah, it's very similar to to a Captain America, or you know, a, or a, no, not quite a Red Guardian. He doesn't have the flair for that. 
Um, <laughs> um, but anyway, he, he summons a shield um, and throws it forward. So obvious enough. Um, it travels in a forward moving pattern with trajectory similar to a Frisbee. So you're throwing it up. It kind of has a slight awkward arc before going back down um, at its midpoint, kind of. So um, a standard throw, it's not going to really bear a whole lot of fruit um, in the form of damage or knockback. But um, you can deflect projectiles with it, and you can make an opponent flinch. Haha. Um, you could charge it, um, and that'll, of course, see it thrown further and harder, um, damage and knockback, it's faster, um, so on and so forth. Um, its upwards arc also degenerates the harder it's thrown, so uh, given the intensity of the throw at full charge, for instance, it'll be a straightforward throw. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And then the shield is also able to bounce from off of surfaces, so again, very Captain America-esque. Uh, moving in the opposite direction once it bounces off of something, carrying heavy mo- heavier momentum until it disappears or returns to Steven or hits an opponent. So if the shield touches Steven during its flight, it won't hurt him, but it'll return to his wrist and then disappear. Um, as the shield hits walls or opponents, it will occasionally vibrate. These vibrations will cause mild damage and are capable of deflecting projectiles. Okay. Yep. If a heavy projectile hits the shield directly, um, it, as well as the shield, will be deflected from each other. Um, So it's it's a versatile move with elements of unpredictability. So I knew that his shield, you don't see it a whole lot in the show, but it has moments where it can vibrate and and do exactly that um, after it's taken a big hit. Um, Almost like a... Almost like how Black Panther's suit, at least in the MCU more recently, can uh, can build up a lot of momentum. Right. Um, similar to that. Um, so, you know, the harder it's hit, the, the more likely it'll be able to send off a larger vibration. Okay. Um, and that's that. Uh, I do have a question on it. Uh, you said that if it hits a wall or an opponent, it can bounce back. But I assume then, uh, if it doesn't hit anything, it's just like a frisbee toss. It's not going to yeah. boomerang itself back automatically. Yeah, it's gonna fris- it's gonna it's a frisbee toss. It just lands on the ground, disappears. The end. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Yep. Oh, as for Aang, I've got something here that it's not like anything else in Smash, and you know I love when I oh, do that. Oh, buddy. Mm-hmm. So this, oh, well, I guess actually first before I mention what this is, uh, for each of Aang's four special moves, I wanted each of oh, them to be one of the four different elements that can be bent. I knew when I was first coming up with ideas for Aang, I was like, okay, down special has to be earth. Side special has to be water. But I was really debating between uh, standard and up and uh, fire and air. Because at first I'm thinking, okay, well, it makes the most sense for air to be the up special. Because, you know, you could get a big old jump into the air, and that just makes the easy sense. But I also was like, but he's the last airbender. He was an air nomad before he found out he was the Avatar. Having fire be his standard just felt really weird to me. But I was trying to figure out, okay, well, if I don't do that, because I also had like a very easy fire standard special I could do. I was like, okay, well, if I make air be standard, I need to come up with something that can actually be work for him with air, but also an up special for fire. And it took a little bit of thinking, mainly for the fire, but I was like, what to do for that? And I was looking into different fire moves. I had kind of like a base idea, but I need to make sure that it was an actual technique. And it sort of <laughs> is. Uh, when I was doing research on it, uh, I didn't find an exact match to what I had in my mind for what was on the Fire Nation or list of fire type bending techniques. 
But I found one that was like, okay, that's kind of close. We'll just say it's a modified version of that because fuck it. I needed something. But, uh, so that means for my standard special, we're going with an air elemental attack here. Although I say the word attack, and it's really, it's really not an attack at all. This is a fully utility move. It's his <laughs> air scooter. Oh. So, nice. Aang's going to create a ball of wind beneath him. He's going to sit on top of it, just like he does uh, in the show. And you could even almost call it, I don't know, a stance change of sorts. <laughs> uh, while he's on uh, the, the air scooter, uh, he can be hit, if he's hit with enough knockback, it's not like like a minor attack's not going to do much, much. But like something like... Uh, much. No. Yeah. Like Fo Fox's blaster isn't going to do anything. But uh, Ike doing quick draw? Yeah, that'll work. Uh, it'll knock him off of it. You know, he's going to be... The air scooter gets broken away and he flies away a bit. But while he is on the air scooter, his mobility, his mobility is greatly enhanced. Uh, he can move faster. Like he's running around on stage. He, he just runs faster now. Uh, he can also hover in midair, similar to Peach's hovering technique with her umbrella. Uh, or the or with the super leaf. He has an extra mid-air jump with the air scooter. So he has like all this crazy stuff he can do with the town. He also has faster movement just going about through the air like Jigglypuff does. This is all crazy shit for him, but it makes sense because he is an air nomad. Yeah. Here's the here's the really nuts part though. If he runs towards a wall while on the air scooter, <laughs> goes up the wall. It doesn't really yep. work strictly as a recovery thing if he's falling, because you know he's kind of falling at that point. But maybe somebody would be able to get it to work, so he can do mm -hmm. all this to help him just like have crazy mobility through the sky. Uh, unfortunately, uh, his offensive capabilities are significantly reduced when he's in this state, and he's only able to perform basic jabs and tilts, which do differ from his usual jabs and tilts. Which is why I say it's kind of a stance change because his normal A attacks do change a little bit. Uh, they're mm -hmm. not going to be very strong, though, um, especially in comparison, because this is more meant to be a utility type of deal. He can't do any other attacks, so if you try to do uh, a different special, it'll cancel the air scooter. So you can do that, so you can cancel out of it either doing that or just, like, tapping standard special again, and the air scooter just dissipates, and he's back to his normal state. But you can be on it indefinitely, so. Very nice. Yeah, that, that changes things. <laughs> a little bit! A bit. A little bit, um, especially move, moving up the sides of walls and everything. Yep. Um, no, that's that's. I don't think, I don't think people would would besides yourself would have come up with that move. And I and and that's how you can stick it to Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl. Um, we'll see. We'll Ang see what they do. We'll probably be in it, but yeah, um, he's got to be. We'll, in we'll have to see what they do. I, I think it's going to be pretty rudimentary compared to that. Probably. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, what what a way to call back to the character. Um, and again, you did mention that Aang created that technique, which he did. he did. And I remember that episode very well with all of the little children who no longer wanted to play it with him after he was revealed to be the Avatar. They, they uh, also created that game uh -huh. just to use the air scooter. Like, that game was essentially created by him, too. Mm -hmm. Like, they made the game mm -hmm. to use the air scooter technique. Yeah. So, um... Very cool, and and then and then you see it used by uh, by other characters later on in Korra and beyond. So it it's lasted, yeah, and it it, it it it's earned its place. So that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm saying that like I'm 
gonna I'm expecting to hear your side special, but I remember that I had I had my own thing I had to do. <laughs> you do, you gotta do your side special first. Okay, okay. So the side special is a uh, bubble. 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 So um, you know, like a bubble. So um Steven takes out his uh his trusty bubble wand and a and a little bottle full of bubbles and he's able to walk around the stage while blowing bubbles. Um, and these bubbles, um, well, they're just bubbles. He, he's just blowing bubbles, that's it. What do they do? <laughs> they, like, disappear, because, you know, they're, they're made of soap and water. They don't last very long. What does this do as an attack? Okay. So Steven summons his trusty pink bubble for this move, which is uh, he puts his arms out and a large shield-esque bubble encapsulates his entire body. Okay. That sounds a little better than what was initially pitched, I hope. Um, So it entirely surrounds him. At first glance, this is a nothing move. Um, He's just standing there in the bubble. However... Um, it is actually multifaceted. Um, for starters, Steven is able to pick up momentum in the bubble by uh, by revving up, and you can do that by charging the attack in either direction, left or right. Um, and he can push, so you'll see him be pushing forward on the bubble, moving his feet um, as he begins running in place. And after a short period of time, it'll be fully charged, and he'll just fling forward, um, which, uh, I don't know, he, and then um, besides that, you can also move around it uncharged. So kind of like a little hamster ball. Um, you're just moving in a motion forward and around. Um, but then anyway, a mid to fully charged spin inside of it after you've revved up um, kind of reflects a, a spin dash, but uh, but more like a, I, I prefer a spin dash than Sonic. Jigglypuff's um, rollout. Yeah. Yeah, so at full charge, the bubble... Oh, but at full charge, the bubble grows spikes around it. So, uh... This is where it gets more interesting. So you can damage opponents more heavily with it, of course, and uh, and you can potentially spike them with the move as well. Um, so the bubble and Steven work in conjunction to ram into opponents, um, and it's fun to see. Um, it, like the shield, it's susceptible to knockback itself. So Steven can be knocked around in it by 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 walls or his opponents, like a game of human pinball. Um, and if his bubble hits a wall while it's spiked, it will stick to the wall. So okay. it offers a different type of recovery option. And uh, then enough damage racked up, but over time, like if you've been repeatedly hitting the bubble, it will eventually pop. And then, but that has a bit of a sonic outburst too. Um, which can damage opponents and, and break shields and make them flinch for a certain amount of time. And, uh, but yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. <laughs> so, your insight specialist bubble. Mine, as I mentioned, yep. is water type. Well, not water type, but water oh. element. So it's like, yeah, you've got that little, little connection there. Mine doesn't involve bubbles, though. Uh, mine is, it's a very basic and probably one of the most basic, if not the most basic, uh, water bending technique out there. Uh, mm-hmm. We see it, it's one of the, I think it's actually the first one we, well, oh, the, the water second whip. one Sorry. we see in the show. Because the first one we see in the show is them just kind of like 
piloting the boat by moving the water. Mm-hmm. So really, mm-hmm. it's the second one. Yeah, it's the water whip. Uh, it's just yeah. very easy. It's reliable. Uh, it makes a lot of sense for a side special. Uh, it's going to it's just kind of like rival the Belmonts for their uh, whip length. Oh, uh, nice. For having a good reach for attack. doesn't rival Min Min's range, though, because good God, Min Min. Uh, but this one, you know, Ace is going to kind of like sweep his arms forward in a flowing motion, gathering water from the air. And he just creates this small, at first, just like a little globule of water. But then as he um, as he moves around, the water will stretch out and it's going to be flung forwards in a whip-like motion uh, for a very quick but relatively weak sting attack. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of knockback to it, but it is great at hitting opponents at range. You can tilt it a little bit with the control stick. It's kind of like people keep people who are trying to come up from above or people down from below. You don't have like full range of it. It's just like just a cone really of a, of a range. But it's meant to be just like a good uh, keep away move of sorts. Nice. Nice. Um, and I like I like this. It, it, it speaks to how iconic these episodes of Avatar are because you're, yeah. you can I can I can pinpoint the exact times and episodes like where we are in the story when these are first introduced right. as, you're, as you're saying. And I was like, oh yeah, that's that's when that uh, when Katara got pissed at Aang for uh, being better at waterbending than her. Yeah. When she was waterbending for many years. Yeah. And then pirate attacks. What a time. Pirates, classic characters. Classic. Yeah, yeah. They even don't have names, or at least the the, the first the first mate has a name. The captain does not have a name. It's like, what? Uh huh. Uh-huh. All right. It's like okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um, my my up special right mm-hmm. is uh, <laughs> watermelon Stephen is what the up special is called. So a bit of background on this move before we get into it. Um, there is so Stephen has the ability to give inanimate objects life he can he, he found out early on that he can heal people um his mom was able to heal people through her tears okay um he's able to heal them with a spit yep so him and him and connie who who, who connie has a uh, eyeglasses she has bad sight were sipping on the same apple juice and then she sipped it and was able to siege with 2020 vision. He's like, oh my god, my healing powers come through my spit. That's disgusting. Anyway, also, at, at some special? at some point an entire an entire collective of watermelon people came to life that kind of looked like him. And it all started from him spitting on a watermelon, if I remember correctly. What? And they have like an island, and there's a wa- their watermelon tribes people, and they just live out there. And uh, and he's able to uh, to telepathically connect with them and like see what they're doing on the island. And and at one point he's able to possess them and become them. I feel like you're bullshitting me. Oh, but I, but I don't know I'm the show not. at all, so I don't know. Also, how the I fuck am... is this an up special? This just sounds like a random tangent. You'll see, you'll see. But um, just for visual reference, there you go. Thanks, I hate it's it. It's a thing that's real. <laughs> um, 
So he has a handful of watermelon seeds that are sown directly in front of him. Um, and their, their placement is evident. So this, so the watermelon seeds are placed on the ground. It's evident because there's a gentle pink aura um, around where the, where the seeds were placed, just permutating from off of the ground. Um, and then plant sprouts immediately begin peering out from under the earth. Um, and that's it. That's the up special at first, right? But then another tap of the up special input has uh, Watermelon Steven will suddenly grow from the seeds. So we get rid of the part where he spits on it. Let's just assume his hands had spit on, spit on it, right? Um, so Steven is automatically transported into the body of the Watermelon Steven that has appeared from underneath the seeds. And it explodes a split moment later. And it, it, they have their own language that sounds like uh, just what? So it has a Victoria, it's like what? And explodes. And the explosion has considerable damage and knockback opportunities, um, depending on the proximity of opponents. Um, and then after the explosion as well, watermelon slices may appear around the blast, the blast site. Um, so Stephen can work to eat them up before other people do. Um, he can sow only one handful of watermelon seeds at a time, so that kind of helps to prevent teleportation spamming. Uh, the seeds also disappear after about 10 seconds, so uh, there's, there's ample room to teleport to them, but less room for, for kind of more strategy. So while inside of the watermelon Steven, he has super armor allowing him to rack up damage while in this form. But uh, he can't be knocked off stage, of course. So uh, there you go. What? I don't understand any of that. First of all, what if you use it while you're in the air? Throws them towards towards the ground, and you can you can get into them while they're while they're falling. It's uh, a unique type of recovery because I figured you have the bubble for a lot of sideways movement. This can be a more interesting recovery option. See, through most of your description, I'm still not convinced otherwise, it just sounds like a down special. You, uh, you it throw... sounds like he throws yeah. seeds down first. So tap one, it's like, okay. And then tap two, mm -hmm. a watermelon man appears. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't see where the rest of this move is. I'm so oh, confused and... by this. This does not make a lick of sense to me. Um... Well, when the uh, when the watermelon man appears, the water Stephen has transported into him, and then it explodes, and that's the move. So Stephen then appears where the watermelon Stephen was. So he doesn't even go up at all. He's just like he's just standing there, and explodes immediately. So so right. this is a non-recovery move. Oh, it's 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 a type of of recovery move. How it's, it's a teleport. It's a it's a teleportation move. So you're moving from. So it's not a. It's okay. Not nowhere recovery. in there did you you're, say you're teleportation at all. Oh yeah. Nowhere. I that it would be. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, he did. I said Stephen is automatically teleported into the body of the watermelon Yes, Steven. in the body. But that doesn't... I'm getting the picture of, like, he's here, he's in the watermelon man, appears in front of him. That's what's going through my mind during your description. Oh, no, no. Um, you can be anywhere on stage and make the watermelon appear. Okay, so what, it, so what you're saying is it's a setup teleport. Right. You, you, you put seats down somewhere in the stage at some point, and then the next time you tap up special, assuming they probably go away at, in a that's for a certain amount of time, I would guess. Then he just right. teleports to wherever that spot was, uh, wherever you had it set. Right. Okay, see, that was not clear. It sounded it sounded like Villager's Tree, is what it sounded like to me, is how that worked. Right, right, right. Okay. But now you, you sell the seeds, and then and you run around, you're knocked around, and then you can be teleported to that spot. Okay, so what if you have seeds done, but you want to replace seeds somewhere else? Then you would uh, press another button input to get the seeds away, because, um, or, or really, the, the seeds stay there for 10 to 15 seconds, so um, I, you might just be stuck with them there. Okay. Just, that, just, just so that way it's not, I think if you were able to freely play seeds again and again, it would be a little OP. Just given well, that yes. you can teleport there. Yeah, yeah. That's all so, trying to um, figure out like, right. the mechanics of this because things were not right. making sense to me. Right, right. I had it written down that you can only um, have one seed, pair of seeds shown, sown at a time, and then within 10 seconds they disappear. Okay. Yeah. Boy, that's an odd one. It is. Um, it was it still sounds another... like a down special to me. Is the thing yeah. too. It sounds yeah. like a down special, which would be interesting to have. Maybe to have that type of move as a down yeah. special, just like being able to lay down mm -hmm. a teleport pads. Essentially, that's actually an interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, for mine, my up special. Um, this is a move that Aang never is seen using in the show. He doesn't do much with fire during the course of the show, right. partly because it's right. the last element he finally learns, and also just, he doesn't like using it. Mm -hmm. So I, I had a hard time with this one. Uh, and the move, the idea that, cause like the, the move that I'm thinking of, it is in the show, but I couldn't find an exact match name-wise on the wiki, so it kind of went with what like seemed like the closest to me. Uh, this is actually something that we see Azula use, and I figure there's no reason why he oh, wouldn't be able to learn okay. it as well. This is Fire Lash. So for this move, uh, Aang is going to leap up into the air, and as he approaches the height of his jump, his foot is going to ignite with flames, and he's going to spin himself around, kind of like with a cartwheel, and it's just going to like jet out his foot a bit, and then uh, as he plummets downwards, his foot will hit the ground first, causing a little wave of fire, essentially, to travel along the stage a little bit. There, there's more There's more of a bigger blast, of a, really more like a flash of fire, like at the actual impact, but then the traveling flame is a lot smaller, but it kind of goes like quickly and then like will dissipate as further it goes down. Because uh, it kind of mm -hmm. creates like, I want to say like a whip of flame, but it's more like, more or less kind of, kind of axe as it travels down. Cause it's like a little line of fire. But mm -hmm. uh, it's, that's pretty much what I had for it. I, I had, a, I was struggling with fire. I was like, ah, I don't know. I, I need something up. And I was like, okay, well, there's characters that have that kind of go up and they go down 
attack. So mm-hmm. I can work with this. I can kind of like create a string of fire that goes forward so that he lands. It's, we see Azula use right. it. I think we see a couple of characters use it in the show. But Aang, you know, he never really messed with fire. So it had mm-hmm. to be a little bit inventive. He had to be in it. And it works out pretty well. I mean, it, it uh, I think it makes more sense than him using a technique like lightning, for instance. Yeah, I definitely um, was not going to give him yeah. lightning. Uh, if I had done it with standard special for fire, it was going to be that standard... They essentially puff or punch little yeah, fire blasts yeah, for because yeah. that's the most common fire thing they do. But mm-hmm. uh, for it didn't make any sense for an up. I could have done uh, the little rocket propulsion thing that uh, Azula is seen doing, but mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we've got a few things that are. I, I didn't really feel excited by that one. Uh, right. Granted, both that and fire lash are kind of something that we see from several different characters already, but fire lash seems mm-hmm. more fun just. Essentially, rocket boots. Yeah, yeah. So that it, yeah, you see, you see Azula and and Ozai, and then uh, I think Mako as well using for it, um, which is, which is cool, which is cool. Um, it works for the character. Um, just like Aang, you weren't quite sure what to do with fire, so it works. <laughs> no, I think it, I think it's neat. So so functionally, it works similar to like a, to what like an aether, but with flames. Um... Well, Aether doesn't really have that like that traveling portion. Right? I don't think there's really any right. other upsets that do. Um, mm-hmm. I know King Day-to-Day has little stars to get created immediately to his left and right when he lands, but those mm-hmm. are only like immediately there. They don't travel at all. But right, I mean, it's that right, it's right. in that same category of Aether and Super Day-to-Day jump where you go up, you go down, and right, then an attack right, right, happens. Right. Oh, cool! But also, cool, um, I actually forgot to mention. Uh, if you make contact with somebody while you're in the air, you mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of like you drag them down with you. Or not like not when you're going mm-hmm. up, but when you're going down, because at this point your foot is on fire and they're being pulled interesting. In. Interesting. Okay, cool, cool. And it, well, it, it captures. I think it captures how fire is portrayed in Avatar pretty well too. Yeah. So uh, yeah, pretty pretty brash and out there. Um, okay, cool. Um, yeah, no worries about talking about an up special that makes no sense. <laughs> oh, God, what'd you do? Oh, no, we already went through that. Watermelon Steve. Well, I meant, like, what's um, your down now? Oh, uh, the down is actually pretty um, straightforward, to be honest with you. Okay, I thought um, you were saying, like, the down has him jump. It's like, why? Yeah. No, I can see exactly what you're saying with, with the Watermelon Steve being a down special, and that would work a lot more commonly for smash I'll, I'll give you that much which is why i made it be up here in a, in a move set that you had no sand because i knew you would never green light it <laughs> you, you pulled and a also, um, off the slash exactly I, I and it was partially sephiroth it was partially because i'm getting into rivals of ether now mm-hmm. and there is a uh there is a character named um what i think it's orca or something and it's like a it's literally an orca with with four feet mm-hmm um, and it, and it has a water spout move that operates very similarly. Where you're using your up special, it creates like a water puddle, and then you can travel back to it. And I was like, "This is stupid." When I first started playing it, now I'm like, "This is now my main character that I use while playing it." It works. It works. It, and somehow, the, in in the Rivals of Ether world, at least they've made it so it's not OP because mm-hmm. that's something that can easily happen to because you're teleporting. But it's fairly obvious where they are, so right. opponents can go to go to it. So um, there, there's there's it's just becomes a game of keep away, um, 
it's not, and because you can still be damaged while you're being teleported back, it's not keeping you on the stage for a whole lot longer if you're not a good player. Right. Um, so kind of just that. So the down special is light cannon. The light cannon is a light cannon. It looks kind of like a rosebud in a cannon, kind of like that for visual reference again for people oh, okay. watching. There you go. Um, just one of them. Just one of them. So one of those light cannons appears behind, beside Steven. This is something that he uses his Rose Quartz powers to kind of activate. Um, so with his arms outstretched, he uh, has it point forward, and it shoots a vibrant stream of just bright light, like a hyper beam almost, just across, straight across the stage. Okay. Um, so its reach is quite strong. So it can say you're like, say you didn't have an obstruction on like a temple, for instance, with that one platform that's raised on rocks. It could travel from like one side of the temple to the other without being, so long as it's not obstructed. Right. Um, so knockback is naturally, it's minimal. So uh, the move, so there's, there's lots of buildup lag. It's minimal knockback, but it travels far. Okay. Um, so it it's can. So it's can, more like yeah. uh, it's kind of similar to how Pal Palutena in Smash Four had that light based attack, where if you just stay in her light, you're taking constant damage, but there's no knockback to it, as opposed to right. um, forgetting I'm forgetting what it's called the daybreak, where it's just like mm. here's a giant cannon attack, you're fucked. Right, right, and you can, you can charge it up and you can make it knock back a little more and damage a little more, but um. The, you, you get all of that. It's it's a move that takes a long time to charge when you do that. So right, you can you can make a viable knockout. It's going to take a lot of setup. Um, can it be aimed at all, so, or just like a straight line shot? Right, right, right. It um, we are getting there. So that's so you landing a hit. Um, you, it's kind of better for kind of a free for all. So it's like a four person smash and eight person smash. You can get a lot of unwitting players in, into the line of fire at once. Um, so yeah, you can you can keep airborne opponents away from from landing sneak attacks on them by by angling it. So that that is true. You can you can angle it from pretty much I don't know a one eighty. So you're looking at an orange slice. You can you can angle it in any way, and that's just holding down the down that B button input or special input and angling it whichever way after you activate the move mm -hmm. um yeah and and once you it's been angled and set in place you just kind of leave it there and there's a bit of build-up lag so the cool thing for steven is that he can move away from it and kind of just use the rest of his move set as it has those several seconds build up into blasting off and that's that okay all right well mine's done special we're into the earth bending now and uh Donna, if you were to take a guess, or maybe not a necessarily guess, but what would you say is the most common earthbending technique seen throughout Avatar? But maybe maybe um, not the most common. Maybe that's the wrong use, the wrong word to use. What is the most symbolic or iconic earthbending technique? Uh, a couple come to mind, so I could easily be wrong and may may look like an idiot, which would be fine. Um, but I'm thinking when an earthbender kicks into the ground. Has a uh, has a rock come up from the earth, floating in place. Then they like kick or punch forward, and it sends the rock flying towards an opponent. Hmm. Do you know what they call that? No, they call that rock shield. 
You know why I know oh. that? Because you looked it up. Because that's the move I chose. There you go. I'm also noticing go. with this that um, each of, at least with uh, Water Whip, more or less Fire Lash and Rock Shield, those are pretty much the moves that we see in the intro sequence for Avatar. Yeah. Like, I, I did not actually realize that when I was putting this together. I was like, oh shit. Now that I'm actually saying these out loud, I was like, oh wow, I just, these are the intro attacks. The only thing different is I did Air Scooter instead of Tornado of Wind. Because let's be real, Air Scooter is more, more fun. Yeah, we'll we'll keep the tornadoes for Deckard Kane. We'll keep them for Sharknado. <laughs> nope. Don't be be careful what you will into the world. <laughs> I really should. That's how you got here. Uh, anyways, for this move, yeah. uh, Aang is gonna like have like a solid Earthbender stance on the stage. He's just gonna like stomp one foot into the ground, causing a spire of rock tree right out of the ground, roughly Aang's height, which kind of like just is a shield. This isn't just, like, floating in there. This is just, like, jutting out from the ground to start out with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this has its own HP value and can be destroyed. So you can use this as either a shield uh, to help be a barrier and protect Aang. Because maybe Aang just wants to, like, stay there or run. Maybe he wants to charge up Super Scope or something. I don't know. But maybe he wants to do that. Uh, and the rock uh, can be destroyed after about taking 20% of damage. So that's, you know, a pretty decent health value, I think, for a shield that you can have on the stage. Uh, either that or once 8 seconds have passed, then it's going to crumble away and it's gone. Uh, as the rock shield takes damage, it will change shape a little bit. As you know, bits and pieces of it will start breaking off to show you how damaged it is. Additionally, right. uh, if Aang is standing next to this rock and he uses it as the down special again, then it's going to be kind of like the villager's down special where you know he plants a sapling, he grows a tree, takes the axe out to drop the tree. Except in this case, it's only a two-button thing. Create rock, and then kick rock. Mm -hmm. uh, so he'll give the rock. Actually, go. I don't think he'd kick. I think it's going to be more of a punch for Aang. So he, he would end up be punching the rock forwards, and whatever is remaining of the junk, because it could have taken damage, now it's going to be in a smaller form, will go flying forwards. The more intact the rock shield was before Aang uh, punched it and sent it flying, the more damage, the more knockback it will do. So if it's at full strength... It's at full power. If it only had 1% away before it was damaged, it's going to be considerably weaker. Mm hmm Okay. Well, again, that's pretty cool. Um, I like how that turned out with uh, using some of the more iconic moves for bending. You unseemingly came about the very intro that you referenced in the victory poses. Yeah. So funny funny how that works out. Maybe, maybe this was, you know... Uh, in the hands of fate all along. Perhaps. This very moment was decided through the cockles of time and space long before you and I were ever born. I don't think so. You were destined to create Aang. I make me own fate, motherfucker. Yes. Within this sacred timeline or another. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, final smash time. What do you got for yours? Yeah. Steven Universe Obsidian. got a belly button. <laughs> a whole lot more than you would expect. <laughs> uh, clearly. <laughs> so, um, in this case, though, he has Obsidian up his uh, belly button, which is um, another gem. So, in Steven Universe, um, I mean, gems can rock, fuse. but okay. Yep. Gems confuse, and uh, there are various 
Um, well, Jam Shore also rocks. But anyway, they 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 get they kind of dance around and perform their technique to fuse together into various forms. And when Stephen's friends and the Crystal Gems, Garnet, Amethyst, and Pearl um, fuse with Stephen, they form Obsidian, which is like a thirty-foot monstrosity from the Eldritch times that kind of reminds me of Exodia from Yu-Gi-Oh, just very lightly. This is very, very lightly. Because because the influence is clearly more uh probably more Aztec, I would say, looking at it. Visual reference. Okay. It's that Hulking beast. So they do a Dragon Ball fusion dance and become a Gundam. Yes. Alright. Uh you know Yeah, they're they're showcasing their own vibrant personalities when they dance. And then they glow a bright white light, and before you know it, they fused into obsidian. Uh, obsidian leaps towards the back of the stage, and then you get a you get a star shaped reticle like Stephen's shirt, um, which appears over the foreground. So kind of think like Samus's final smash, Snake's final smash, where you're where you're going into the background, or Bowser's final smash, where you're going into the background and in, in ultimate, which is freaking awesome. Um, the player is able to aim this reticle anywhere that they prefer on the stage. So um, pressing the standard special button kind of unleashes the same thing, um, where Obsidian will let loose just this wicked stream of fire from their mouth um, that will pretty much obliterate anyone caught in its way. It's a massive um, blowback if you're hit by it. Um, and as you're letting loose with this great flame from Obsidian, the player is able to, light, to tilt the control stick left and right, so then you're controlling this great massive fire you can go very slowly one direction or the other mm -hmm. um and then um after after that following that um the fire breath may be used upwards of two or three times before the crystal gems disband from the fusion and uh then garnered amethyst and pearl hug steven and and kind of just let him return to the fight and disappear um Obsidian can also crush the stage with their fists, and you enact this move with a right jab with the right shoulder button, or a left jab with the left shoulder button. Um, this can be lightly angled by, by turning the control stick left or right as well as you're as you're preparing to strike. Okay, is that like an either or? Like you do a punch, or you do the fire breath, or right? Okay, right. It's either or. Um, and kind of bada bing bada boom. All right. Yep. So for mine, um, this is not a cinematic. This is just going to be like Aang okay. doing attack on the stage itself. So upon activating his final smash, Aang's eyes and his arrow tattoos will all begin to glow with a blinding white light as Aang works to bend all four elements at once. Because this final smash yeah. is the Avatar state. Yeah. So. With this, uh, Aang will rise up into the air a short distance and create a large sphere of swirling wind centered on himself. It's the, it's, it's the Ozai fight. That's what this is right here. Mm -hmm. uh, at mm -hmm. the same time, rings of the other three elements are going to start swirling around Aang with two diagonal rings of water and earth and rock surrounding Aang from opposite angles inside of the sphere of air, while a horizontal ring of fire will surround Aang from outside of the sphere of air. While this is all happening, while Aang is safe inside of this maelstrom of the elements, however, opponents who enter the sphere at all, well, 
they are not going to have a good day. Uh, they become trapped inside of it, similar <laughs> how if during Rosalina's Final Smash, if you touch the Grand Star, you're trapped, you're now taking constant damage mm-hmm. inside of it. Uh, all of Aang is building all four of these elements to his will, just fucking you up. Uh, when the Final Smash is over, Aang will cause the sphere to implode, dealing one final hit to any opponents that are caught inside of it, and send them flying away from them. Uh, the attack is considerably larger than a than a smart bomb, and if an opponent is in the Aang's range from the very moment of the attack, then they can rack up up to seventy percent damage in total. Nice. That is a very damaging nice. move, but it's also relatively quick. So just don't be near Aang when he starts it, and you'll be okay. You'll be fine. But if you're there yeah. or if you get thrown into it, you're gonna regret it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great show. <laughs> great show. <laughs> great show. Great, great core of the moveset, too. I mean, if he were in Smash, which would be bizarre, um, I wouldn't be so against it if that were the case. <laughs> it would be bizarre, but it would be fun. Um, you so know what else would be good. bizarre? Watermelon people. Yep. What if Aang were watermelon? I don't think he is. He would be a cabbage, actually. Um, <laughs> all that said, um, extra skill for Steven. We're getting into the, the home stretch here already. Um, it is an ukulele, his ukulele. Okay. So he, he breaks out his trusty ukulele and sits in place. A quick action prompt appears above his head, allowing him to choose one of three songs. So similar to Shulk with the Monado Arts. Um, there's a blue star icon with an ukulele shaped in the middle of it, at its center, and then a yellow star with an ukulele in it to the right, and a red one to its left. So, blue, red, yellow, um, and you can toggle and choose, and then you'll play a little ditty depending on what you chose. Um, the blue star represents the defense song, which grants even a buff in defense for a short period of time. Uh, this allows him to take more damage and knockback whilst being roughly 1.5 times harder to knock around. Okay. Uh, the red star represents the strong song, granting Steven a buff and attack for a short period of time, allowing him to dish out 1.5 times more damage and knockback with his attacks. The yellow star represents the cure song, allowing Steven to dispel status effects that ail him. So these songs may only be used once every 15 seconds, preventing buff spamming, which is very important with moves like these. Um, it's like, how would you care to go against God? Says Steven. Um, it's Watermelon Steven, let me know. Uh, whilst playing his quick jingle, um, it's also possible for opponents to stop him mid-song. Um, you can attack him and break his ukulele and he'll cry. Which would make you very happy. You. <laughs> Especially if I'm playing um, Dr. Then- Mario since... With our revamped version of Dr. Mario we did a Smashtopia go, he's all about them status effects. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. Put pit to, Steven uh, Universe would be a very good counterpick against Dr. Mario. That's true. That is true. Um, and so cutting the song short, um, let's say that you're, you're, you hit him midway through and broke the ukulele. Um, and of course, you can respawn in a, in a few seconds. You could play it again. Um, but a halfway played defense song will only permit Steven slightly lesser more endurance than if you played a full song. 
like a 1.2 times more endurance, for instance. Okay. Uh, and this was taken from from um, like games that he has appeared in, being being kind of a game adjacent character. Um, he's he's had a few out that aren't so bad, and and that's a move from one of those. The rest of the moves are taken from the show. All right. Yep. So for my extra skill, yeah. I've already done all four elements. What else is there mm -hmm. to do? That's why originally mm -hmm. I had meditation slash the avatar state in this slot. Because like, okay, mm -hmm. then I had the four elements and I have the avatar state. But mm -hmm. I didn't like what I had for it. So I had to do some thinking about what to do here. I was thinking, okay, well I could do like one of the subtypes. I guess I could do something with metal bending, I guess, or lava or whatever. But I didn't, I didn't really like the idea of doubling up. And it, it took some research. And then I remembered there is something else. There is a fifth type of bending. But it has no name techniques. It just has... Oh, it, it has been really? Um, yeah. Interesting. It, it doesn't have a name. Yeah. It, it, we know the name for this yeah. type of bending. Well, it's sort of. The, the creators pretty much gave it a name outside of the show. So we're just running with that. But what 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 is actually being done? Well, I decided to just give it the name of bending that it has. Energy bending. Uh, we're, we're back to the Yozai fight. So for uh, this move, returns. Yes, this is a command grab. So if uh, Ang is right next to an opponent, he can grab onto them. He's going to be gripping onto them by placing. Uh, one hand on their chest and the other atop their head with like the thumb on their forehead kind of deal and the rest of his hand is kind of like on top more or less and once they've been gripping this way there's going to be a flash of blue light that emanates out from Aang as the opponent gets hit with a relatively small amount of damage but not like minusculely small but small mm -hmm. uh, and then they'll also be knocked down into a crumple state because they've mm -hmm. essentially had their bending be sealed. Not that other characters in Smash bend, but it's the same kind of deal. Their their internal energies have been fucked with, more or less. Mm -hmm. uh, as he does this, uh, Aang will be healed by the same amount of damage that he dealt with this attack to symbolize how Aang can bend his opponent's chi to either remove their bending, as he does with Ozai, or restore it, as he does with Korra. Mm -hmm. Very nice. So it's not just water bending. No, it's not water bending. Energy bending is classified as its own thing. <laughs> but you're thinking of blood I know, bending. I know. I was messing with Okay. I somehow didn't expect energy bending to be a part of this. Yeah. And I'm very pleased that it was. Just like I wasn't expecting energy bending to be a part of the last airbender. <laughs> Nobody did. That came from the creators. It was like, well, Aang wouldn't punch the guy, so what do we do? Uh, take I love that last way? for getting well, into how? heavy spoilers anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that last fight with Ozai because all the other, like, hundreds or whatever past avatars are like, just fucking kill him. Yeah. Just kill him. It's fine. Like, Aang goes to ask the other avatars that came before him, like, how do I deal with this guy? Because I don't want to kill him. And Roku's just like, sometimes you gotta fucking kill him. Kyoshi's just like, bitch, I killed so much. Just kill the guy. <laughs> He's like, okay, maybe I should ask another airbender because we're supposed to be peaceful types. And he asked, I think her name was Yang Chen, I think? Yep. Uh, and he asked her, and she's just like, dude, kill him. It's like, ah, but, 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 kill him. 
kill him. Mm-hmm. They're all just like, dude, get with it. The only reason you're having a problem with this is because you're a kid. Which, granted, you're a kid. But kill him. He's like, no. I'll do things my way. It's like, okay. <laughs> he meditated for probably like 40 years on top of the lion's earth. Yeah. Holy cow. Like, what do? Uh-huh. That was great. I mean, um, this. I don't remember if he asked Karuk or not, but it's also kind of like, why would you ask Karuk? Because he kind of failed at his job. Yeah, he, he died. In, Worst in modern avatar, Karuk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The funny thing is that after he dies, he kind of knows it. So, oh, yeah, so no. Yeah, I mean, he's, when he was dying, he straight up told his friends, hey, I fucked up. Go help the next avatar, please, because... Don't let them be like me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that was Kiyoshi. Yeah. Very. And she was not like him. Quite the opposite. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Lived for a long-ass time, too, after he only Because the writers fucked up. And they... Because <laughs> they made a... They, they said something like... A, they didn't say, like, her age, or they said, like... They had, like, a time frame of events between, like, when Roku lived, and then something that Kiyoshi did, and then somebody's like, wait, how'd she live that long? And they're just like, uh, oh. This is the danger of having an exact timeline. Like, I saw a post recently that said, like, anytime you're writing, if you can avoid using a number to define something, avoid the number, because stands will look at that. It's like, you're right. They pretty much came up with the excuse of, uh, she learned how to slow the deterioration of her cells. It's like, that's fucking bullshit, but okay. <laughs> At least there's an explanation, I guess. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay, so uh, we're a little on time, as we always get to with these things, but we've got a little bit more to cover. So, Jono, do you have anything special in mind for Steven Universe's alternate costumes? Actually, he has some other skills I'd like to cover real quickly. Oh, right. Special abilities, unique traits. Yep. Right. I so, completely um, skipped over that because I don't have any. Well, sorry, Ang. <laughs> I mean, he's got all of the... He's got his mobility already figured out. Be- between yeah. Air Scooter, he doesn't need anything else. Yeah. You know what he can do? He can hide a map to disappoint his friends because he knows where their father is. Um, other skills. <laughs> uh, I was like, really, man? I'm going to slap your ass. So, yeah, um, that was not his best moment. No. So, other skills. Uh, Steven can levitate in midair. Uh, very similar to how you would with the Tanuki Leaf. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's casually degrading over time. Um, he also uses his shield that we mentioned at the start of this, as a standard special. He can use his shield as a sh- surrogate for the standard shield in Smash. So, when you use the shield trigger, it's his shield and he sits behind it. Okay, what if he's attacked um, from behind? It's, uh, oh, sorry, I meant his bubble. Okay. The okay. Bubble. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he holds you, so yeah. It's, uh, and then he can also crawl and swim, uh, just not very happy. <laughs> so, uh, so with that said, um, yeah, alternate costumes. So Steven, and uh, Steven has another series called Steven Universe Future. There's, there's a movie, and then there's Steven Universe Future, which is like him, 16 or 17 years old. Um, having a few more years under his belt. He is a little taller, a little older. Um, so the costumes 
all between like kid Steven, who's like 13, and teen Steven. Um, so the default is, is this kid costume, which uh, you have on the screen here. Um, and I have on my body um, with this t-shirt. Um, simple enough. And then it's uh, his default Steven, his default teen Steven is a secondary, where he's wearing um, kind of a, a letterman jacket and jeans um, with a black shirt. Mm. Basically this, but black with a star, um, which is kind of similar to the shirt. Oh, well, yeah. Already. I mean, there's no other yeah. way of showing that a character got older than wearing them have black. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta be the edgy teenager. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um and then uh and he's and he's a bit tall, but um not too much of the scope of smashing, a few inches. Um then he has a one where he is in a star sweater, so it's a it's a full length turtleneck sweater with a star in the middle that's purple as a kid. Mm-hmm. Then he has a teen. Um, as a teen, he has a cyan star, which is his shirt from the movie, a cyan shirt with the star in the middle. Um, then as a kid, he has a... These, these are all callbacks, so I'll just kind of throw them all out there and not go... Just whatever. Um, so other 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 costumes reference um, different parts of Steven Universe. Like there's... Um, kid Steven has a Sadie and the Killer shirt, which is a band in the, in the, in the show. He also has a tuxedo and a top hat which is from the episode Mr. Gray, which is notorious and great. Um, he also has the Tiger Millionaire outfit from when he went on a uh, underground wrestling stint. Um, the Teen Steven also has an It's a Wash shirt, which is Greg's car wash, um, a dress shirt with a black overshirt, and a uh, oh, and a pink diamond dress. So yes, he is in a dress. Okay. I mean, hey, we have Miss Cloud. Not in Smash, yep. but in Final Fantasy. And since we've gone kind of into... Kind not in Smash, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Ms. Cloud would be hilarious like, in Smash. Oh, man. Since we've already gone into, like, all-out spoilers for Avatar, I'll just go into all-out spoilers for Steven. A big part of it is uh, he finds out his mom is McDonald, who is, like... His mom is Notoriously known as, a, as Pink Diamond. Uh-huh. Notoriously known as a warlord, so uh, he wears a dress. And there you go. That's that. How about for Aang? Well, uh, for Aang, what I wanted to do was have each of his outfits kind of represent a different group of people, like uh, like how there's like Water Tribe, the different Earth Kingdoms, Republic City, Foggy Swamp. But when I was looking at it, there really yeah. weren't there really weren't enough options. I could have done, like, each different uh, types of outfits for, like, uh, high society bossing, say, middle society bossing, say, lower society bossing, say, but none of them were really, they were all just, like, very samey in terms of the clothes you use, and then if I also factor in, um, like, Republic City and Fire Nation, like, there's a lot of just the same colors. It's like, all right, well, that's yeah. unfortunate. So I decided to just pair it back. So we've got default-looking Aang, you know, he's got his uh, orange and yellow. But then he has an outfit based off of the Water Tribe, where it's just it's just the same outfit, just recolors. So it's got more of a blue and white color scheme. Earth Kingdom, which has a green and brown color scheme. Fire Nation, red and black. And then the rest of his are kind of just based on other colors. So you'll have a white, purple, pink, uh, black, orange, and brown. 
I, I wanted I really wanted to have Foggy Swamp in Republic City the most in there as well. But since I mm-hmm. couldn't have the rest of them uh be their same things, I just like like keep it simple. It's the different tribes. Yeah. Foggy Swamp. <laughs> hey man. Great guys. They also there. would have been like the sandbenders. But again, like mm-hmm. all like each of the earth themselves, it's like it's some different shade of brown or green. Like mm-hmm. Oh, dang love the sandbenders. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last thing to do for these characters, home stages. Uh I don't have a lot of detail for mine, but what do you got? For mine, it's the same. Um, it's the beach house. So we're, we're out on the beach, the beach that you see in the victory pose, the beach that you see in the credit scene for Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, where, um, so it, it, it's kind of, it's almost like rocket power-ish, like the way that it's, it looks with the, with kind of the, the wooden stairs leading up into the home. So you're not fighting at the, in the house itself. You're, you're fighting in front of it on the beach and throughout um you know it's a day night cycle it's steven universe is has a lot of very pleasant colorings and aesthetics like it's a strong part of the show to showcase how well how much of a strong direction the art team has so you get a lot of beautiful scenes um and so this kind of more exemplifies that and you'll, you'll get character cameos up up the up the up the wazo with up the up the wado with uh with this um and uh that's like in the sky on the sea whatever throughout but it's a very straightforward map otherwise you have a little bit of sand on one side a little bit of ocean on the other you can kind of move between each nothing crazy nothing that totally rewrites any books it's uh just a nice looking stage all right for mine i've got the southern air temple it's uh well there's four different air temples that are across the show for the air nomads but the southern air temple is ang's home it's where he was born. I I don't think he did his training there, or at least not all of his training. But it's it's more or less Aang's home. And I decided that it just made the most sense. I could have sent it with, like, it's a tour of the world. He flies on Nappa's back. But I wanted to do the yeah. actual air temples. Uh, I figured, like, the actual temple itself is going to be, like, more in the background. And you're fighting on uh, a variety of different floating platforms. I don't... Maybe some of them can kind of move around, because, you know, air... But uh, I more so, so wanted to be like a, a larger stage, not like, not like Palatino's Temple, but just like a larger stage. Uh, that way you have like some empty space that you can kind of play around with because, again, it's supposed to be like a, more of an, an air type place. So that it shouldn't be like a whole just like bunch of stuff, but a few different platforms around just floating in the air. And then I, I really want the, like the center to be mostly vacant. Just like air itself is a is a freeing vacant element. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. And you can maybe you would have lemurs flying around and whatever. Who knows? Uh, in the background, yeah, but not, not yeah, as part of the stage yeah. itself, not as part of the stage. And like yeah, you would be able yeah, to see, like I don't know if it's strictly the Appa that you would see in the background, but you would be able to see different air bison flying around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure on your on your stance since uh, since during the Airbenders, it was they were kind of hard to come across too. So that, okay, cool. Cool. I mean, I kind of, I kind of envision like the way the stage is being built out in order to make it be a little bit more interesting and not depressing. Uh, the stage itself <laughs> comes from before the Hundred Years' War, yeah. so before Aang went yeah. into the ice. So you'd be able to see, you know, kids playing around and the bison, and the lemurs. Mm-hmm. You can see Monkey Gyatso. Quite possibly, yes. You could see him in the present 
Oh, last Airbender too, but he would look a lot different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's why I didn't want to have like the stage be like the present because then it's just like empty. It's dead. It's a little bit depressing. Well, it ain't mm-hmm. enough fun. Let's let let's have his stage be from his childhood. Right. Right. I I agree. I mean, wow. Well, we kind of did it, didn't we? We did. We did the thing. We gave two fourth party characters uh. A chance to shine in Smash, which interestingly enough is actually not the first time we've done this. Uh, before we yeah. had the podcast, we each made a fourth party character and put it on the Smash Topi Week because why the hell not? Uh, I created Vaxel Don, the uh, half elf rogue from Critical Role, and you went with Popeye the Sailor Man. <laughs> like, all right, I mean, it's really no crazier than Vax, so fuck it. Plenty edge to Nintendo, NES, and arcade. So. True, true. <laughs> That's what the original Donkey Kong game was originally going to be with the Popeye game. So it actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Um, All right. And also, I would like to make another quick announcement. Um, When this episode goes live, um, there will also be a swath of other Steven Universe content, which I already have written and prepared, which will go up on the site as well. Um, not to spoil everything, but currently that is standing at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven assist trophies, and another item. Where the fuck's Marshall? Oh, he's on his way. He fucking he, better he, be. I can hear him. I can hear him with the with the flock step birds just oh just over god. the corner. Oh my god. Well, I have no further Avatar content coming to the wiki at this point. Uh, maybe in time. I've wanted to do more stuff from Critical Role. Actually, I just haven't ever gotten to it. I want to do a character from the second campaign now that it's over. But uh, as for nice. what we have here on today's podcast, uh, Aang's done. Steven Universe is done. You're done. Next time, it's our... Final Smash Dash episode of the season and our final episode of the season. Oh, but, you know, buddy. just two weeks after it, season three will begin. So it's not like we're going anywhere. It's just a way to organize shit. So mm-hmm. uh, look forward to the Tournament of Champions as we take these 16 winners from this year's Smash Dash episode. Actually, 17. Remember the League of Legends episode. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a mm-hmm. guest on helping us out. So until oh, then... See you all next time. Look at you go. I just adore you. Where did I go? And I wish that I knew what makes you think I'm so special. I don't, actually. <laughs>